welcome to the Holistic Author Show. I'm your host, Kit Kilstow, the author yogi. Each episode, we'll talk about how to recraft the publishing paradigm to help you take care of what matters, you and your creativity. Discussing topics ranging from the publishing business to physical and mental health, and even mind-body balance as you juggle the many duties of being an author today, the Holistic Author Show will help you make the choices you need to craft the right publishing career for you. And now, this week's show. Hello and welcome to this week's episode of the Holistic Author Show. I want to spend some time this week talking about social media finding a community online, and specifically what to do if you were um, working on Twitter and you found your community on Twitter. And as if you follow my blog, I've talked a lot about what has happened to Twitter in the last year or so, especially this year. And I'm recording this in October of 2023. And what I have found and many others have found is that the engagement on Twitter has just really fallen off. And whether you're a part of the writing community there, the neurodivergent community there, the actually autistic community, the disabled community, there was a lot of really great community and community building that happened on Twitter. And since Elon Musk took over and since Twitter has really made a lot of changes, they've recently made some changes to how links show up. They tend to not promote tweets with links to outside sites. It, in one way, it's become a dumpster fire. In another way, it's just become nothing. That basically you tweet and you get crickets. And this has caused a loss of community for a lot of people. And because writing is such a solitary occupation, you know, unless we get together with people or we're in a Discord server with people, there really isn't a lot of community in writing unless we reach out for it. The loss of the Twitter community is really a blow to the writing and publishing community. Now, I do want to encourage you, if you haven't read the blogs on Epona Author Solutions that I've written about Twitter and maybe why you should think about moving away from Twitter, now X. Um, it's a little tough. They call themselves X, but all the links still say Twitter and they at some point. So um, it's kind of hard to know what to call it. So, you know, I've talked about the reasons to move away from it. And I've also recently shared National Public Radio moved away from X about a year ago. And they found less than 1% drop off. Basically, they said, hey, you can find everything on my app, on my website. They found less than a 1% drop off on traffic to their properties, which basically leads to the assumption that Twitter or X wasn't driving much traffic at all to their website. In other words, they could walk away from it and not see an impact to their business. I am hearing, however, from those with smaller communities, especially those that had very engaged Twitter X communities, that the drop-off in traffic has been a lot more than 1%, and it's been very detrimental to their business. So in this week's episode, I want to just kind of wrap our heads around that and think about some other ways to find community. 
One of the biggest problems with Twitter X or with Facebook for that matter, or Instagram, um, and I would suspect even with Blue Sky and some of the other alternatives, and I'll be blogging about some of those going forward on the Opponent Author Solutions blog, is that you are the product. You are being sold to and your content is being used to keep eyeballs on the site to serve ads to sell things to you. And what that means is that the companies, if they see that what you're posting, for example, a link to your new book release, if they see that you're posting something that is going to take traffic and eyeballs away from their site, they're going to deprioritize it. Um, in his tweets, although there's some question of how much you can trust what he says, but in his tweets, Elon has said flat out that that's part of how he debuts post. If you've been on Facebook for any length of time you and, and you have a page or a group and you look at your analytics, which I really suggest that you do at least to some extent if you're active on a platform to try to find some analytics for it, then you'll notice that your post without pictures your post with just a link, those links often cause your post to not show up to as many people. So that's the problem with corporate-owned social media. And the question becomes then, well, if these sites don't promote what I want to promote, in other words, if I post something out and it's only going to 3 5% of the people who follow me, then, you know, what options do I have? And that's where I say build your business on your own platform. Use social media as an adjunct to your own website, to your own platform, to ways to drive traffic to, to your own website. And that's something I, I want to dive into. Although if you've listened to me for, for any length of time, that's something that I have harped on for years. I mean, literally probably two decades, I've talked about why you need to have an author website. The other side of that is we need to look for social media or alternatives that don't rely on corporations. And so I want to introduce you to something called the Fediverse or the Federated Universe. The Fediverse is actually a large group of different software programs. There's a Fediverse alternative to Instagram. It's called Pixel Feed. There's a Fediverse alternative to YouTube called PureTube. All sorts of different sites um, that allow you to, you know, send out your posts, your links, your pictures, and there's no corporate organization or entity that's determining what gets shared where. And so in terms of social media, the Fediverse equivalent that I'm most familiar with is called Mastodon. And you are welcome to take a look at that at eponaauthor.social. That is our Mastodon instance for authors. It's a very small instance. Um, there's other ones out there for if you want to get into a more active server, there are servers specifically for different interests. For example, there's 10 Forward, which is a server for Star Trek and Trekkies. There's, you know, furry servers. 
there's all sorts of servers for very specific interests, academic servers, scientific servers, um, LGBTQIA2 spirit plus people in technology, artists, all sorts of them. I mean, there, there's so many. And so what Mastodon is, Mastodon is instead of having one site like Twitter X, where you post and Twitter X decides what gets shared out. Mastodon is basically you post and it gets shared out. Now, because it is often in chrono, it's in chronological order, there's no algorithm, then what gets shared out pretty much gets shared out immediately. But there's no censoring. There's no, you know, if you put a link into your post, it's not going to get deboosted. It's going to get shared out equally, whether you share a picture of your cat. There's several writing related hashtags. And that's what I want to talk about as far as the community aspect of it. And I have to say, I have pretty much made the final switch from Twitter to Mastodon within the, the past month. Um, the last place where I was actively using Twitter was on my Kindle for when I have insomnia. I'll scroll through Twitter. I took the, you know, removed the Twitter app from my Kindle, logged into my Mastodon instance, and now I scrolled Mastodon like last night. And it works much the same way, you know, gives you pretty much the same dopamine hits. And I didn't see any difference. And there was a lot less frustration because I had noticed a lot of things. Um, there's a couple of search terms in that that I search when I'm, when I'm um, pain insomnia scrolling. And I noticed, for example, that I was constantly seeing, you know, six, seven, eight day old tweets or I was seeing the same things over and over and over again. So enough about Twitter X. Let's talk about Mastodon. One of the biggest things you can do, a lot of people say that they're having a hard time making connections and a hard time finding community on Mastodon. And it is true because there's no algorithm. If you just tweet something, no hashtags, then your followers and the people who, are, who really kind of pay attention to your account We'll see it, but there isn't any way for the general public, so to speak, to see it. It'll go out in your feed in you know, in order. People who follow you will see it if they have to be looking at their feed at that instance. Otherwise, you know, it might get lost. And let me be honest, that's the same thing as on other corporate, you know, we'll call it corporate social media. You tweet or you post on Facebook if people aren't on at that time and the algorithm decides not to pick up the post and show it or serve it at another time, then there's a good chance that that post is going to get lost. So I don't feel that that has any more of a chance to happen on Mastodon. But one of the things you can do is use hashtags. You should be familiar with hashtags from corporate social media and many of the same hashtags, hashtag writing community, hashtag authors of Mastodon, hashtag writers of Mastodon, hashtag authors, hashtag writers, many of those same hashtags or hashtag structures, because you may be, have been using authors of Facebook or authors of Instagram, many of those same structures work great on Mastodon. There are also some really interesting daily prompts to get you to post at least once a day. 
one that I work with and that I, I try to respond to pretty often is hashtag Writers Coffee Club. And what happens is when you use a hashtag like that, other people in the community will boost your answers because they're boosting that that hashtag just in general. And so you get a lot more visibility and you make a lot more connections that way. There's one that I see that I haven't participated in yet um, that's a little more related to your work in progress or your story. It's called Word Weavers, hashtag Word Weavers. But there are several of them. Um, I want to say Elephant is one, E-L-E-P-H-A-N-T. I'm just you know, trying to pull that off the top of my head, so I may be wrong there. But there are several different hashtags and for example, if if there there are you know Twitter tr chats, or I'm sorry, there's Mastodon chats. Um, there is a Star Trek chat that happens once a week at a certain time. Um, I just saw somebody um, was tweeting about Strictly Dancing, which I believe is a UK television show. So there's there's those same hashtags. There's also one other feature that I really think is awesome. And they are called guppy groups, G-U-P-P-E groups. And these are groups, you'll see them like usernames that you can follow. So it would be like at Horselet or at Bookstadon. Bookstadon is another great hashtag and group, but you can follow those groups and then you get every single post that's sent. So it's almost like the, the mailing list that back in the late 90s, early 2000s that were super popular, the Yahoo groups. Um, they're very much like that, but on Mastodon. The other thing that I really love on Mastodon is that you can share, for example, your bookworm. Bookworm is an alt a Fediverse alternative to Goodreads. You can actually have your bookworm account post to Mastodon, your, your Mastodon account, which means that you can follow people on Bookworm if you choose to use Bookworm instead of Goodreads. You can choose to do that. And when I when I put up this show, I'll try to remember to, I'll, I'll make myself some notes and try to remember to put like my Bookworm link in there so you can take a look at that as well. Um, but, you know, that will post to Mastodon. WordPress has an integration where if you have a WordPress website, which is what I am a big fan of and I will talk a lot about um, just in general and have talked a lot about, the um, you can follow blogs like that as actual Mastodon accounts. Um, the, you can also, what I do is I simply post my blog. I use a plugin to send my blog when I post it to Mastodon. So it automatically posts there just like it automatically posts on Facebook or automatically posts um, to my Discord channel, that sort of thing. So there's a lot of things you can do with the Fediverse. And what I find is very interesting is once you get the corporate structure and the algorithm out of the way, you can curate your experience much better. For example, you know, you're not seeing ads for things that, for example, are against your political beliefs or your religious beliefs or ads for things that are totally like off base. Um, 
or even, you know, the, the old, I, I mentioned I needed something and now Facebook is serving me ads for that. You don't have that on Mastodon because there are no ads on Mastodon. Um, it is recommended that you throw a little money every month at your server instance if you can. For example, LiponaAuthor.Social has a Patreon. We also offer LibrePay, which is an open source alternative. And, you know, for a dollar, five dollars a month, just kind of helps keep keep everything going. And most server instance, in, instances are very good about posting, you know, their financials for every month. That's something I'm going to start doing for EponaAuthor.Social. So, you know, you, you're not served ads, but if you can spare $1, $5 a month and set up a monthly subscription, just as kind of a thank you, because those servers are being run by people like me. They're being run by groups of people. They're being moderated by individuals. Once you take the corporate out of your social media, once you take that algorithm out, then it's basically being run by average everyday geeks. <laughs> and I, you know, I don't think it's bad to call myself a geek. So, because I, I like tech, you know, I like playing, playing with servers and stuff. And I, um, you know, I, I love learning more about the software and I'm hoping to actually introduce more Fediverse programs into EponaAuthor.Social and into the Epona Author community to, to provide these services for authors out there who want to maybe look in different directions. The, you know, and so the, the good recommendation, and I'm not just saying this because I'm a server admin, is to set up that monthly subscription. You know, if you can afford more, if you can afford 10 or $20, those server admins will love you to pieces. But even $1 to $5 is still really good. And most servers have either a Libra Pay or a Patreon, which is, you know, a good way to do that. Some of them also just have general PayPal or Ko-fi or Skype links. Or not Skype, I'm sorry, Stripe links to, to make those payments. So, the, and the reason why I wanted to mention all this and talk about these hashtags is I feel like a lot of people are scared of Mastodon, that they've heard about the decentrally, decentralized Fediverse, and it sounds extremely difficult and extremely scary um, to get into for a non-technical person. There, And the truth is that it is it is very similar. If you were familiar with Twitter slash X, it's very similar to that type of platform, but you do get 500 characters, which is very nice. And you'll see longer posts depending on, for example, if blogs or other things um, slide into your Mastodon feed, depending on what you follow and what hashtags are being used and what hashtags you follow. And again, that's another nice thing about Mastodon. You can follow hashtags. So... You can follow those guppy groups. You can follow hashtags. You can, there's all the, you know, silence, mute, block. There's also very generous use of content warnings. Now, I do want to say that it is not fair to ask people the content warning their lived experience. So, you know, people, people may choose to do that, but you should not demand that somebody content warning their lived experience. So for example, if you're following a queer person and they mention homophobia or transphobia that happened to them, 
or that they that they or their community deal with. Now, many of us will content warning that as a courtesy, but you should not expect that, especially around racial issues. And there there was um, some issues with that going for you know, in in the past with Mastodon and. It, as anything new, there are growing pains and everybody has an idea about how things should be run. <laughs> and when it's not decentralized, when there's not a um, company involved, when everybody has their own instance, then the truth of the matter is that everybody, you know, each instance owner does have an idea for how those instances should be run. And what sort of things should be blocked or what server should be blocked. And there's a lot of conversation happening around that, but I don't want to let that scare you off. But I do think it's important, um, especially for people who are not members of marginalized groups. Um, if you're white, if you're cis, if you're um, you know coming from a place of privilege, then I think it's important to just kind of be aware of the rules of the road and be aware that there is a diverse set of voices on Mastodon. But there's all the tools, and like I like I said, I kind of got off track a little bit, but you can curate your feed. And what I am finding, as you know, diverse as my interests are, and as diverse as the people that I follow on Mastodon are, I'm doing, you know, a really good job. When I go on Mastodon, I'm not being bombarded with messages and tweets that go against my ethics or go against things that I hold near and dear, such as human rights. And it's, it's just really, it's really refreshing. It really is, especially for those of us who want to be really careful around our mental health with social media. I feel like Mastodon is a good place to go because if you want to, you can start out at a small instance. You can choose who you follow. Um, there's a way to see just who is on your interest instance. So if you're, for example, on 10 forward, I believe it's 10 forward.social, then you can choose to say, Hey, I just want to look at the local 10 forward.social people, or you can choose to look at everything that's federated out there, um, that you follow and that's happening. So I'm going to drop some links in the show notes and I really encourage you to give the Fediverse a try, give Mastodon a try, especially if you're looking for an alternative to Twitter X and really think about how you're using social media and what you can do to help kind of take the algorithm's power away, because I really think that that's going to be important for authors and for being a holistic author, for being an author that works with your mental health, for being an author that that is trying to balance writing and work and everything that goes with writing. I really feel like being able to take control of your social media like that um, is a really good thing to do. And again, it's not just because I'm a techie. It's not just because I'm a geek and I love working with this stuff. I've really noticed a big difference personally in stepping away from more corporate social media and working in the Fediverse more. And so I hope you experience that too. Thank you so much for listening. Please do remember to like, follow, subscribe. And if you know if this podcast moves you, I encourage you to reach out to our Patreon or to our Libra pay and, you know, toss a couple of coins to your podcaster. Um, you should do that anytime a podcast moves you or a blog or anything moves you. Just if there's a Kofi or something, just drop a few coins. 
and I look forward to speaking with you in our next episode. Don't forget to keep writing free. You've been listening to The Holistic Author Show, presented by Epona Author Solutions and distributed on the Muse Charmer Network. I've been your host, Kit Kalestow, the author yogi. If you'd like to learn more about our show, check out our sponsors, or find out how to be a guest, visit podcast.eponaauthorsolutions.com. Title music is Dream House by Purple Planet Music. You can find out more about them at purple-planet.com. Until next time, be well.